Pod Talks with Phil Blizzard, talking to business leaders, innovators, sports stars, and celebrities. It's a pleasure now to introduce my special guest, Rocky Raccoon Clark, better known as the Woz, Steve Wozniak. So, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks so much. It's really, it's really good to have some light-hearted nicknames. And, it is indeed. And yeah. you actually use that to go to university after your fame as incognito, I suppose. Well, that's because I was famous, and when you don't want your name to be known, and I wanted to take computer classes, but I was so busy with work and sure. other, you know, going to computer clubs and the like and speaking, that I wouldn't get A's, I'd get A minuses or B's, you know, and I didn't want to be known. So what does your university certificate actually have in terms of name? It says Rocky Raccoon Clark, which is the name that I went under. My teachers called me Rocky that yeah. last year, and I took, I took engineering and psychology courses right. and had a great time. But I always wanted a degree. I wanted to be able to tell my kids I went to a certain college. Sure. Just to impress them, not to tell them you have to go to college. Mm, mm. And you went back to school to pass on your passion for electronics and mathematics to not only the school students, but the teachers as well. Not quite correct. I wanted to be a teacher my whole life, but when I went back to the school district, I taught using computers, but I said, mm. take the normal classes that are taught to 10-year-olds in school mm. and take what they're doing in school and teach them how to present it well on using a computer. Right. Teach them how to use the computer for networking, mm. for photographs, for a lot of the things that computers do, but only normal life things. Right. And the key was how to make your homework look good. If you, your homework looks good, you feel better about yourself sure. as a student and it inspires you to like school. Yeah. A couple of things which I heard during your presentation which came to mind was the fact you hadn't been out of California. You wanted to get out of California, so you came up with an innovation with floppy disk drives. That was, um, I did the floppy disk drive for us in two weeks because I wanted a chance to go to Las Vegas okay. with a couple of salespeople <laughs> right. because I wanted to see the city. What was it all about? Yeah. yeah, It's little things like that really push you to do some of the greatest work in your so life. So that was your ticket out of California. Yeah, and it, wasn't, it wasn't that I had a paycheck. It wasn't that the company said, you've, we, you've got to do this, it's needed. <laughs> sure, it's sure. You yeah. also broke the American dream for owning a home because you wanted what? Well, a computer just, so badly? Yeah, when I was in high school, I decided that if a computer cost as much as a house, I would have the computer and skip the house. Mm. Yeah, because I could write programs on, which were kind of a fun thing for me. Sure. I didn't really think, oh, I could do something useful for yeah. the world. Oh, I can make money with it. Never thought that way. Right. I just wanted a computer. Is that very much the Apple philosophy to make things better for the world rather than sort of reap the financial benefits which could be there? Well, it turns out it's both because if you don't reap financial benefits, mm. then you can't use your know-how and your learning to mm. make the world even better mm. yet with another product. Mm. Well, it's a long way, isn't it? It's been a long route from what we see in terms of Apple now to the very first Apple computer. So how hard was it in those early days to come up innovative device like that? Absolutely nothing at all. It, it was so... It turns out I had spent my whole life designing things like computers on paper because I couldn't afford them. So when it came time to do one for real, I pretty much had in my mind all of the ideas yeah. and they just they flowed out very, very quickly. Intense work to make it perfect, right. to make it so perfect yeah. in every way. Every line of code would not be, two lines of code could be, if they could be replaced by one, I would figure right. out the way to do it. So would you say your life, I mean, it's based around logic, isn't it? Ones and zeros. So are you very much a logical person? Um, I, I had a plane crash in 1981. Before the plane crash, I was very much like what you call a logical left-brain person. Right. After the plane crash, I've become a lot more right-brain and thinking about humans versus technology, right. that the human is the one that the technology should adapt mm. to, not vice versa. And 
Um, I, but then again, we came out, we started, our whole company moved in that direction with the first graphical user interface computers, yeah. the Lisa and the Macintosh. Right. So maybe that was just the thinking that got to me. Hmm. I loved the people who speak out for other humans. If they're speaking out for people who don't have something, who are needy, I, I admire those people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in a way, the people that were speaking out for computers working better for humans, being easier to use, really attracted me also. They were talking about, this is a way to be good to other people. You see it as an art, and you were saying that. You see there's a link between people who are passionate about classical music making good computer designers. Well, I would actually talk to, in Apple, the very best designers we had would show you every little wire that they drew in a picture and every one, why it made so much sense, why it was better right. and shorter than almost anybody else's idea. And those were the people that were very rare. Mm. And usually they had a classical music background, very good musicians. I was the exception. I played guitar, but just from ear. I wasn't a musician. You were rock and roll, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> so, something's caught my eye, actually. Is this what you're wearing on what you're wearing on your wrist? Sure. So what is this? I mean, well, it's got. I like unusual things in life. I collect. I'm a gadget collector right. as well as I follow a lot of the technology stuff. And this is made out of vacuum tubes that are That's no so longer cool. manufactured. Sure. 140 volt high power stuff from the old days. Yeah. And when I turn my wrist, it'll display the hours and the minutes briefly so as not to waste waste the pattern and it displays them at the speed you would speak the time so it is 10 54 fantastic and and i like that method of time is why i wear it not because it's a gadget or a geek sure usually usually i put a geek watch on show it off for a week and then yeah. i go back to my normal hands watch i've worn this one for two years i yeah. like the i like getting the time the way my brain wants it. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Let's finish off. You're here in Qatar at the you know, invitation of the Qatar Science Technology Park. So what do you think is the future for establishments like this here in the Middle East? Wow. I, I, you can't have a technology park everywhere. They kind of have their own special places. And they're sort of the campus idea. Let's gather a lot of the great sages, the great minds of the world both in a university, you know, college type, collegiate type thinking, and industry. And let's get them near each other in the same general area, and things will coalesce out of that. Steve Wozniak, thank you very much. Hot Talks with Phil Blizzard, talking to business leaders, innovators, sports stars, and celebrities. Pod Talks is a Phil Blizzard Media production, and if you'd like to have your own podcast, do drop me an email on philblizzardmedia at gmail.com. A Phil Blizzard Radio production. Pod Talks is available on Apple, Amazon, Angami, Spotify, Deezer, Google, and all good podcast channels, and also now on YouTube.